You're listening to I Watch That, a podcast about all things movies, TV, and pop culture. If you like what you hear, share this with your friends. We hope you enjoy and look forward to discussing more in today's episode. What's going on, everybody? My name's Ethan. And I'm Alex. And you're now listening to our podcast, I Watched That. A pop culture podcast. And... I cannot believe that we're actually starting this. This has been like a summer in the making. Oh, so no. a running joke. A for running a long joke time. for a very long time. That I remember I shot you a text like back in like beginning of summer, back in May, and I was like, you know, we we just need to start a podcast. We just need to put a microphone in front of us and we just have to talk about the movies that we watch because boy oh boy do we watch a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, we do. I know there was one weekend back in April when we saw five movies in mm-hmm. one weekend. That was yeah. probably our most iconic thing we've ever done. Oh, yeah. And all, all thanks, though, hopefully one day Regal <laughs> Unlimited can sponsor, sponsor us. us. <gasps> but, you know, humble beginnings, humble starts. Um, I remember first meeting Ethan, and I remember we were sitting, um, and we were just kind of mingling, and then we were just talking, and I was like, yeah, I, like, I really love watching movies. And you were like, oh my gosh, I do too. Yep. And you even had a list on your phone of all the movies that people didn't, isn't that like a list of movies that everyone like said that you need to watch that you haven't watched? I did. And it was like, I had over a hundred something movies on it. Yeah. Kind of crazy. But then I realized that we both have similar yet completely different tastes in the movies that we watch. Uh-huh. And from that moment, I realized... This friendship is yep. is forever. This friendship is going somewhere. And so we have seen a lot of movies together, like yeah. especially over the last year. And so that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. We're going to talk about all the movies that we're watching, uh, have watched, the shows that we're watching too, because you know we love a good series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about pop culture things. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, like music and stuff. Yes. Taylor Swift is dropping an album. 100%. So, so you know we'll have to talk about the Taylor Swift album when that drops. And then we'll talk about like some movie and show news. Maybe some behind the scenes stuff that's okay. really interesting. Announcements that are coming out. Um, but to get us started, how about we talk about the our favorite movies from the summer? Because like, okay. it was a big summer for big, movies. Big summer. Not as big as past movies, but yeah. still some good ones yeah. in there. And so what are some of your favorite movies from the summer? So, Ethan, before we dive into summer movies... Can you just explain, like, what are your favorite styles and, like, types of movies? Ooh. Because I feel like this is really important to yeah, kind give, of lay out. Because good insight. We have very, yeah. we like very, okay, we we pretty much like, like, the same, simil- movies? The same yeah. movies. Like, we'll leave a theater together and we'll cohesively either like or dislike a yeah. movie. But there are major differences in what movies you prefer over what I prefer. So can you explain a little bit like the movies you prefer? I love an action adventure movie. Those are probably my favorites. If the action movies, they go by the fastest because they keep me the most entertained. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I still love, you know, some dramas. You know, I I did theater in high school. So a musical. We love a musical. We do. Um, And I... Have always loved animated movies, but you know, animated movies haven't been as good recently, and so and that's the tea. That's the <laughs> like, tea, literally. And so they're not really holding up for me that well. But I would say action adventure; those are going to be my top tier. Okay, yeah, always. I would say, as for me, I love. I don't mind an action movie, like, 
we saw Uncharted together, uh-huh. and I remember you left. I love Uncharted. And you were like, because this that came out in like January, and you uh-huh. were like, this is the most fun I've ever had, and the movie's all year long, and that's saying something. And I was like, I mean, it was fun, but it was easily forgettable for me. So yeah. I know that you are a sucker for those action movies. Them. For me, it's just those biopics. Mm, I you do love a biopic. Love that's a true. biopic. Like when I left the theater seeing Through the Eyes of Tammy Faye, <laughs> <laughs> I was a that's, completely you, different person. You love Tammy completely Faye. Completely changed. But I would say for me, like, my style of movies, I would say I just love a good story. I love character mm-hmm. arcs. I love connecting to the characters because I think, I mean, we can both agree that, like, we love movies because they are stories, because they are, mm-hmm. like, representations of, mm-hmm. like, just humans or just, like, fictional arcs and, like, things that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, usually when we leave a movie, we either like it or dislike it because we couldn't connect to it or because we could mm-hmm. connect to it. And so those movies that you can like really connect with, those are just, those will just reel me in. Yeah. And I think that gives a lot of insight as to what our favorite movies of oh, the yeah. summer are. And I do, I will say. Because <laughs> my favorite movie compared to yours <laughs> really does. Completely different. I will say I am a sucker for animated movies as mm-hmm. I'm drinking out of my turning red. <laughs> and you cup. love turning red and I did not. I really like enjoyed that movie. But I think that doesn't cover the summer though. Yeah. So we can come back to we'll that come later back to that. Yeah. So we're going to just digress. I think I'm just going to pull up my letterbox and I'm thinking yep. I'm going to go month by month yeah. of what I watched. Let's and then it. you can recall, because yeah. I don't know, I know you don't have your phone yeah. on you, so you don't have your letterbox pulled up. Um, so I'm just going to go month by month of what I Let's saw, yeah. some big things that I saw and some like other things that I saw that are just like, maybe we can touch on. Yeah. And then you can remember too. Yeah, I can remember what I saw. What you saw. So, I would say the last. I would say the the movie that started it off for me this summer was Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, because that, that is was true. our last day here yep. in Lynchburg, um, mm-hmm. and that is like the last movie we saw before we left. Yeah. And you, and we, I was hyped for you that. You were movie. hyped. You got that. You got your. I got the, Doctor Strange cup. Yep, and the in the popcorn bucket. I was hyped for that movie. Well, I remember you like all semester long. You were talking about how this movie, like, was going to be like one of mm-hmm. the best Marvel movies. So, yeah. like, what were your thoughts? I was it, I was at Adven- Avengers Endgame level hyped yeah. for that movie, and it definitely let me down a little bit. There were some good moments to it. Um, I mean, Elizabeth Olsen is the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. She will always be a standout. She's been good in everything she's mm-hmm. been in in Marvel from yeah. the very beginning. I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Um, those characters are great. It was just this movie needed to be longer, like desperately. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a common thing when we talk about Marvel things um, yeah. right now. It needs to be longer. Like There was so much that it just felt rushed in this movie. Like mm-hmm. The Illuminati sequence, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see... A little bit more of that, yeah. Because it felt like a lot of them were blinking, you miss it. Because I mean, the movie's been out for a couple months. You know, Scarlet yeah. Witch was wiping them out real fast, and but I really enjoyed it. Like you heard me scream when John Krasinski showed up as Mr. Fantastic. Oh yeah, like, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen it yet. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So I just like I I screamed, I, and so yeah. there were a lot. It felt the beginning felt very Sam Raimi, like from the color grading to, to say, the vibe. Yeah. It felt very much like his Spider-Man movies mixed with some of his horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the back half felt a lot more like Marvel. It was just they didn't mesh completely well because I didn't think there was enough time to breathe. Oh boy, oh boy, this is gonna be a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I remember when we left the theater, I was just like very bright eyed. Like I mm-hmm. got on Letterboxd and I said, four and a half stars. This is incredible. <laughs> this is so good because I just loved like the kind of horror mm-hmm. elements to it. But as I was thinking about it, I was like, I feel like it needed to be longer. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of getting annoyed or just, I was ups- disappointed that if you did not watch WandaVision, mm-hmm. then the whole entire movie, whole entire movie, like literally would have been like pointless, yeah. pointless to watch. Yeah. You really wouldn't understand so, the connection. Like, why does she care yeah. about these kids? Because you don't watch WandaVision. And yeah. obviously there's another Marvel movie we'll touch on yeah, throughout we'll the summer. That. But that was, some on that. that was the start of our summers. Yeah. And then I remember, according to my movie log, that <laughs> the first movie I watched coming home by myself uh-huh. Was that movie Firestarter? Yeah. Did you watch that? I did not watch Firestarter. It just didn't intrigue me. Literally? Yeah. Sucked. Oh, really? Terrible. One star and a half. But as we get towards, like, the end of May, we get to a really couple bigger movies. Yeah. The first one being (laughs) The Bob's Burgers. (laughs) I love Bob's Burgers. I absolutely love that movie. We shared our top ten, um, like... Was it midway? I think it was in, or like at the half, very end of June, like yes. halfway through the year. We sent a half, like... First half of the year. First half of, of the year, yeah. top ten. And Bob's Burgers, I believe, was number seven. Yeah. I do not believe it'd be on that list anymore. Yeah. But I absolutely love the movie. I think mm-hmm. when animated shows that I... Because I've watched Bob's Burgers ever since mm-hmm. season one. Animated movies that... Animated shows, excuse me, mm-hmm. that go into movies. When they do that perfectly, mm-hmm. like... You can't, like, it's just incredible. There's mm-hmm. just, like, that sense of, like, seeing the movie on the big screen. The musical elements were fun, and they weren't, like, super, like, all the time, mm-hmm. as I was expecting it. As I, like, as it could have been. Because in the show, they only have, like, musical notes, like, every other week. Yeah. But the fact that it was just, like, three songs, yeah. I was fine with. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed that movie. You yeah. saw that too, right? Yeah, Bob's Burgers is one of my favorite animated shows ever. It it never ceases to make me laugh. I've watched through it probably five or six times at this point through the whole series. Um, And so when I saw this movie, I was really excited because, you know, it starts off kind of like the show does at the beginning. And then it kind of opens up into like a big score movie moment kind of thing. And I still get chills when I hear it because I watched. Really? Yeah, I watched it again. (laughs) And like you just hear the like all the different instruments. And I'm like, this is it's bigger because it's a movie. And I loved it. I think some of those musical numbers definitely overstayed their welcome a little bit. Where I sure. felt like, oh, this is cute. And then it just kept going. It felt longer than in the shows. And I guess because they had more of a runtime, they could do that. But it felt too long because I yeah. grew so accustomed to the shorter musical numbers in the show. But the songs itself, like, weren't bad. I think they, like, added, like, like all the lyrics and, like, yeah. the parts. Like, every character, that like, the first song, like, every character like had like a kind of longer part so that was like Mm -hmm. fun but i don't know like it's just honestly not gonna lie it's kind of forgettable now Mm -hmm. with all the other movies that have come out and all the other projects to come yeah it kind of feels forgettable Mm -hmm. so i think when it came out it came out at the right time yeah and it was just fun kind of it went up against another Another big one. Are you talking about Chippendale Rescue Rangers? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because that movie was a surprise. It was a surprise. That movie was a surprise. That movie, I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. I literally felt like... (sighs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully you guys can't hear our washer and dryer going on That's so funny. That would be crazy. But anyways... I'll be able to cut most of 
Yeah, for the streets. It's for the streets. For the honestly. streets. If we're calling something for the streets, yeah, I know that that has a lot of <laughs> bad connotations to it. <laughs> But for me, it just means that it's out of place. That's, yeah. It just is odd. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. There are some really inappropriate meanings to it, yeah. but that's not what we mean when we, when we talk about it on this, yeah. on this podcast. On this podcast. But my favorite, I, one thing I just want to say about Chip and Dale uh-huh. Rescue Rangers is when it's either Chip or Dale, you know, I can't get them, mm-hmm. can't get them right. I don't know yeah. who's who. <laughs> when, that, when one of them in like the beginning is walking around town mm-hmm. with AirPods in, Screamed! Mm-hmm. I screamed. It was so funny. I screamed when I saw Ugly Sonic. That was. Oh my gosh! I was, I forgot like, about kidding. that. There's like it felt like a kid at a candy shop. It, like, really, it really felt like a kid at the candy shop. Yeah. But then, right after Chip and Dale came out, I think a pretty big movie came out. That yes. I can see you. <laughs> it's my favorite movie of the year. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's it, pretty big. Right now, it is my favorite movie You're of the year. Just putting out. I'll just world. put it out there. Top Gun Maverick. And that is saying a lot. I will say it right here in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. The first Top Gun, I do not like. I thought it was very boring. Oh, yeah. It just did not keep my attention whatsoever. But Top Gun Maverick is almost perfect in every regard. Like from the performances to the action moments and the flying, it's exhilarating. It really, really kept my attention the entire time. I've seen it now four times in the theaters. That's, I haven't seen a movie like that since like Avengers Endgame, Infinity War kind of thing. Thank things. you, Regal Unlimited. Yeah, thank you, Regal <laughs> Unlimited, literally. It's, I loved Top Gun so much. And like it, it really, that was the start of the summer movie season to yeah. me. Because that was like, this is what movies are yeah. like. So, I remember seeing it, because I remember you saw it way before me. Mm-hmm. And you, like, whenever we would go into movies, like, we just started got, saying, got, like, yep. going into yep. Bob's Burgers, going into, um, like, Top Gun. Like, yeah. you would just say whenever we're mm-hmm. going into a movie. And you said going into Top Gun. Because mm-hmm. you saw it. Did you see it, like, on opening weekend? Yeah, I, opening night, I saw it. But when you saw the trailers and, like, we were, like, you were thinking about your summer movies, mm-hmm. were you, like, super excited for Top no, Gun? No, because I had never seen the first one at that okay. point. I was like, oh, this is a sequel to that 80s movie that I know people like, but I've never seen Because there, no, uh, there was no memory on my end of you being like this no. super gun-ho, mm-hmm. excited about Top Gun. And I never had the nostalgia for it. It's just. And I honestly, I, see, I feel like now it's made up like a good 15% of your personality. <laughs> it really has. I, stu- I still Which do a lot is of Top great. Gun things. And I, rem- I walked out of the theater after it was over. I said, Alex. Yes. That is my favorite movie of the year. What were the feelings that you had that first time walking out of the theater? All the feelings. Like, my heart was racing because yeah. of the way the end goes and, like, on the mission that they're flying. But it was also just very emotional. Yeah. Because, like, the, there's kind of like a father-son bond between Tom Cruise and Miles Teller's character. Yeah. Um, and the end of the Lady Gaga song, I remember for yeah. at least a good two weeks after I saw the movie, anytime I would play hold my hand in the car, I would start tearing up because I would think about how the movie yeah. ends. It's just, yeah. it hits all the right notes. Yeah. I remember, so you texted me and you were like, you have to go see this. Blah, 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 blah. It's so good. And I was not like, I was not like rushing to the theater to go see this movie mm-hmm. when it first came out. But then once you like were like, you have to go see this. I said, okay, I'll go. I went on like a random Monday afternoon mm-hmm. at like, the quietest theater in town. It was literally just me and my snacks that I brought with me <laughs> and an older couple, like, right behind me. 
it, that was it. Those only three people <laughs> in the theater. And like the screen was like super small mm-hmm. and it was really wide and the vibes were just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then I remember watching the movie and in my head, I'm just looking in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, like Ethan like is raving about this movie. <laughs> like this has to be like the best movie. And I'm not going to lie. I think the first time I watched it, I had a really good time with it and I loved like the, the final act of the movie mm-hmm. when they're actually doing the mm-hmm. mission. And I remember like, um, during that last act when there's kind of that little break, um, like right during that break, I like was holding my seat mm-hmm. and I was like, why am I, why am I holding my seat? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but then the ending happens and it's good, but to me it didn't hit with me, but we actually just saw this movie again, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago. And that is what sold it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we saw it on a big, kind of a it bigger a big screen. screen. It was kind yeah. of a bigger theater. I'm um, on a bigger screen. And, like, we already, I already knew what was mm-hmm. going to happen anyway. So I was already familiar with the plot. And just, it's not a perfect movie. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's that one scene where um, Tom Cruise gets fired. <laughs> and then the he leaves. Thing. Yeah. So in the movie, like, Tom Cruise gets fired because he, like, I don't, I forget, I forget what, it's yeah. not even worth it, but what's the girl's name again? Uh, Penny. Penny. So literally a split <laughs> second frame after this scene, Tom Cruise like leaves and, and Penny walks, walks up, Penny, up yeah. walks up to Penny and Penny goes, I heard. And I literally said so loud and the theater was like low-key <laughs> kind of crowded. I said, how? <laughs> like literally the scene, he just got fired. Like yeah, I thought, how? I thought I was going to have to leave the theater. That was the funniest and thing. And then you cannot me. stop laughing. Then I started laughing. So I think after seeing it again recently, it was super good, but I'm sure we'll definitely touch back yeah. on that um, later in the year. Yeah. If we do a little wrap up. Then we segue into some really interesting movies. Yeah. Now I know this next one I liked a lot more than Which you I did. don't understand. It gave me what I wanted. But it's not good. And that movie <laughs> he's talking about is Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Terrible. I I really just wanted to see dinosaurs eating people, and that's what it gave me. And so I left happy. I don't think it's... It's by far not the best in the franchise. No. I don't... It's not the best in the trilogy. But, like, it's not even that good of a movie. But it gave me what I wanted going into it. But what... But have any of the Jurassic Worlds even been like have they even been good the first one i think is really the good. first one was good but that was like their return after the hiatus mm-hmm. of like just doing jurassic yeah. park and then that was it then it was just the jurassic world fallen kingdom which was it was okay yeah it was not good <laughs> it was okay <laughs> it was just i remember there was that, that little girl and yeah it was just kind of messy and then Jurassic World Dominion, I remember going to see it at IMAX with my sister and her um, husband, and it was, we literally were sitting there, and I was, like, halfway during the movie, I remember looking at my sister and her husband, and I was, like, thinking to myself, do they think this is good? Because it just felt like, to make, to to just put my thoughts out there, it just felt like, I don't know, it was all about dinosaurs, but it wasn't about dinosaurs. Uh-huh. And I think with how it ended in Fallen Kingdom, there was so much promise mm-hmm. of like having this movie where dinosaurs really roamed the earth. I think there was yeah, like... And a, they didn't lean into Yeah, I think there was a Geico commercial mm-hmm. where, you know, they're talking about insurance and then a dinosaur steps yeah. into the drive-in 
and I thought that was taken from the movie. That was not even not in the, in the movie. movie. There maybe, was the T Rex at the drive-in in the trailer and wasn't in the movie. Maybe that's, that's in the Peacock extended yeah, edition. Yeah, there's an extended out, edition. We have, yeah, which we'll have I don't see. even know if I would want to watch that. But like, I thought the 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 plot with Blue and Chris Pratt, you know, you're mm-hmm. have to be a sucker for that kind of relationship. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, kind of a letdown. Yeah. I did give it three and a half stars though. Yeah. But I think I just gave it three and a half stars because there was that surprising performance of um, Dewanda Wise. Yeah, she was. She killed it. Yeah, she was my, in quote unquote to myself, my favorite pilot. Yeah. She was incredible. And then I do love Blue, and I think the old cast and the new cast was kind of yeah great. And the I half thought, star yeah. um, was for my IMAX experience yeah. because yeah, that IMAX, IMAX is great. For sure. Now this next movie yeah. is... I'll say is the biggest letdown. Yeah, I would of, say Jurassic World Dominion and this yeah. movie biggest letdown. So that would be Lightyear. Lightyear. That's kind of what I was referring to. That this year is not a good year for animation, in Except my opinion. Except for turning. And red. like, I was really excited for Lightyear. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is like an animated like space, like Odyssey movie. It was really yeah. cool. And you know, this was supposed to be the movie that Andy he wanted a Buzz Lightyear toy because he watched this movie. And I just find that very hard to believe because if Andy saw this movie and he saw socks in this movie, why did he not want a socks more than he wanted Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Because Buzz Lightyear, he, to me, he just was not cool in this movie. He was kind of arrogant, yeah. very into him. Like, I don't want to work with a rookie. Yeah. Like, don't put me with a rookie. I'm like, get off your high horse, yeah. dude. Like, you're literally like chill. Yeah. I remember like, that's the common thread hearing everyone say like, I'd rather have a socks doll. Yeah. It is. My one thing about this movie that just irks me, mm-hmm. gives me the literal ick, is you're sitting in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. I was really excited to see this movie. Really, mm-hmm. really excited. Because I love animation. Mm-hmm. I love Pixar. And I was a fan of Turning Red. So yeah. I was expecting <laughs> I was expecting something really good. And then it just says, like, in 1997, whatever year it was, Andy watched a movie mm-hmm. about Buzz Lightyear which inspired mm-hmm. him to get a toy. This is that movie. Mm-hmm. So the whole time you're thinking to yourself, okay, like you just said, yeah. I, I I, will be convinced mm-hmm. to go get a Buzz Lightyear action figure mm-hmm. and play with it and have this wild mm-hmm. imagination with it and just fall in love mm-hmm. with Buzz. But like, first of all, the plot makes no sense mm-hmm. for being in the 1990s mm-hmm. There's some progressive things happening in the plot, mm-hmm. which I don't care about, mm-hmm. but just it doesn't make doesn't sense, make sense for a 1990s yep. movie. And um, I just felt like they were constantly reaching for things in the movie, mm-hmm. and they were just trying to check boxes. Yeah. And it just felt like, yeah. let's let's have this whole Zerg battle, let's, let's have this like plot twist at the end, let's have some lovable, funny characters, let's have a team. It just felt like it... Mm-hmm check in the box yeah. and so it was a letdown yeah but and I don't mean, get me started because it ruins the continuity of toy story 2 which is my favorite toy story movie <laughs> without a doubt it ruins and so con- yeah that's probably enough on Lightyear. what would you say what's the next one so i would say i watch some movies we get into the territory then yeah. when like i start watching movies that uh-huh. you haven't and seen, haven't seen so like i finally got to watch i tanya mm-hmm. which is a biopic mm-hmm. about a figure skater yeah. you would actually re- um I don't know. <laughs> I love the cast. It was a good movie. Yeah. I just love biopics. And then I got to watch Spiderhead. Did you yeah. ever watch that? I did not get a Spiderhead. That was a good movie. Were there any movies that like you kind of watched that like I didn't watch? Uh, 
Not that I can think of. Okay. I think I watched a lot of shows this summer. More We've than seen I did movies. yes, which we can definitely talk yeah. about. But like, we definitely saw every movie. Yeah. Like every theatrical every theatrical, movie theatrical movie. release yeah. I saw, you yeah, I ninety saw. Yeah. except for one movie that I'll get to. Yeah. You like you saw so like I watched Spiderhead. I watched, oh, one movie that I just need to talk about for yeah, one do second. It. It's called Cha Cha Real Smooth. It is on. Apple TV, like get the. I encourage you. Apple TV is worth it, just as a service. You think so? I think they have good content. You watch Severance. You binge Severance. I binge Severance. Severance is Severance phenomenal. Severance is wild. Yeah, so so Love good. It. And don't Ted Lasso is still one of the best TV shows I've that, ever yeah. seen. Yeah, I haven't Hands seen down. that. But I know. Don't you have like a sticker of that on your computer? Mm-hmm. That's I love right. Ted Lasso. Um, but Cha Cha Real Smooth, yeah. And you have Apple TV, so you yeah. cannot make this excuse. I need to watch it. Yeah. It's um. It's directed by Cooper Wraith, who just directed um, this other movie called Crap House. House. <laughs> um, and it is just this, I think, to me, it is this movie that I watched at the right place. There's some mm-hmm. movies that you watch just at the at right the place right in your life, at the right time. I was home alone. My parents were out of town, and I was living at home this summer. Mm-hmm. And I just watched this movie, and it just felt like a modern-day, like... Gen Z, but not like super Gen Z, because mm-hmm. there's a huge yeah, we'll difference. Too, yeah. <laughs> but like, there's this like Gen Z, like feeling mm-hmm. of just like relatability to mm-hmm. it, and it's just like a La La Land yeah. for people our age. It's just so wow. good. It touched me. Like I just remember sitting there, I was crying the whole like final act, mm-hmm. and then I just turned off the TV and I just like was sitting in silence. Yeah, and there was an another movie. That I left the theater at this summer. I know. That I just sat there in silence. Because <laughs> around this time frame, I had the privilege, the honor, to witness Elvis. Yep. Movie. Elvis. Yep. Elvis. <laughs> I just watched this again because it just dropped on HBO Max as of this past yeah. Friday. I'm recording on this Sunday. Yeah. Um, just my favorite movie yeah. of the summer. It, like, Elvis yeah. is great. What are your thoughts? It's... It is. It's definitely in my top ten favorite movies of the year. Probably top five. Um, I think it's great. If Austin Butler, as of right now, there's still yeah. a lot of movies coming out later in the year. As of right now, if Austin Butler does not win the Oscar for Best Actor, they just need to end the Oscars. Yeah. Because like he gave his all in that movie. It's crazy. Yeah. Tom Hanks was good, uh, but compared to Austin Butler, because you have him giving. A career-defining performance, and then Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks going wearing his Christmas sweater, saying "Season Christmas." Is like it's crazy. Oh, okay. Like I was talking to someone about this, and Tom Hanks can sometimes just play these awful characters, mm-hmm. but like you're not mad. No. Like you're just watching. No. You're like Tom Hanks is. It's Tom Hanks. It's just being Tom Hanks. All. You know, and we we get to see Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks uh-huh. again coming up here with the release of Pokemon. Pokio, Pinocchio. <laughs> excuse me, um, coming out this Friday. But what do you think of like Austin Butler still talking in that Elvis accent? Hey, I've I've been there. You yeah, I, you've that's been there. when you are committing to a character for so long, especially because they started filming this movie in 2020. Yeah. You know, it was my thing. Every time this trailer came out, I'd be like, "This is the movie that Tom Hanks got COVID from." Yeah. So they were filming this movie for a long time, took a long break, and so he was living in this kind of world of Elvis forever. So it is completely normal to get 
caught in that speech pattern. Yeah. You know, like I did theater, like I said, and I there was a character I had to play with an accent. And when I walked into a rehearsal, I did not stop speaking in that yeah. accent. And sometimes I would come home still speaking in it because I would yeah. get locked into it. So it's I 100% agree like, and believe that he can get caught into that sometimes. And I believe something I read, too, was, like, when they were, like, casting Elvis mm-hmm. in, like, 2019 yeah. or, like, late 2018, like, and Austin Butler got the part, he was already training mm-hmm. to be Elvis. Yeah. And so this hasn't come out. Like, they filmed it in 2020, and then he still, like, with the pause of the pandemic... Like, he probably had to keep rehearsing his yeah. voice the whole time. So, so he just talked yeah. like Elvis throughout the pandemic. So, like, I remember after reading that and, like, understanding how long of a journey it really was to become Elvis, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. okay, like, I, I think I understand. Yeah. But honestly, like, when I first saw the interviews, I was like, stop, calm down. <laughs> like, I was like, but yeah. I think, like, uh, like, after watching it again this weekend, mm-hmm. it is just immersive. It is just, like, the style of it, like... Baz is just so incredible yeah. with his style in this movie. Because I remember when it first started, because that first, like, five minutes of, like, I didn't kill Elvis Presley. That's what they want you to think. And they're, like, walking through the casino. Yeah, editing, I made Elvis. Like, it's just, like, in the, like, it's, the like, editing is, it immediately you're in the eyeball. Like, you're in the casino. Uh-huh. You're waking up in the hospital bed. Yeah. You're at Las Vegas. All of the you're place. seeing the last song that he uh-huh. really sings in the movie in the beginning, uh-huh. and you don't understand it all. There's, like... I remember watching that beginning, and I was like, this is messy, but I was uh-huh. like, I kind of like it. Yeah. And then the movie starts, and then we, like, pick yeah. up the story. I just loved it. I just, I remember I first saw it, and I saw it back at home with my sister, and um, she was really excited for this movie, mm-hmm. too. This was, like, one of her, like, top, mm-hmm. like, anticipated mm-hmm. movies of the year. And so we were just dying to see mm-hmm. it. So we saw it, like, on opening day. We were the, we saw it, like, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And so we were the youngest people there, because it was all these <laughs> old oh, people, yeah. which I was, like... Once we got there, I was kind of like, this kind of makes sense. Like, this makes sense. And so the movie started, and we were just lost the whole, the whole time mm-hmm. in the, the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when it ended, and you just hear, like, the, in the ghetto. In the ghetto. Yeah. And her mother cries. <laughs> it's just, like, I listened to um, just, I, I think, a YouTube video of someone talking about Elvis. And he mm-hmm. was like, when In the Ghetto played, I just, like, I hated it. And I was mm-hmm. like... That is the complete... It's funny yeah. how, like, that can evoke completely different reactions. Yeah. Because for me, like, that song playing at the end and just, like, the beautiful post credit scenes, mm-hmm. my mouth was on the floor. I, I, me and my sister sat there after sitting there yeah. for close to three hours. Yes. Probably three hours. With the previous, just, yeah. Just with our... Gasp. Yeah. Gasped. It was incredible. Yeah. I could talk about the movie forever. And then... I think I texted you and I was like, you have to go see this. Yeah, because like, you saw it right before me. I was like, this like changed me. And I saw it, I think I saw it either in the next, that night, I think. Maybe. I can't remember because I saw it with my dad like pretty really? much right after you saw it. Did your dad text. like it? He did not like it as much as I did, but he thought that Austin Butler, again, he was like, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, he likes movies, but he doesn't look at them like I do. Yeah, yeah. because literally I saw it. And then the next day, I went to go see it again by myself. Yep. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yep. And I said, yeah, I have to go see this again, Ethan. Because <laughs> I remember I was like, I left and I was like, it was okay. And then I like thought to myself, yeah. I was like, wait, this is now a part of me. Yeah. <laughs> but that right. was to me like my Top yeah. Gun. But also I still love Top Gun yeah. and it still has a special place. Yeah. And then, you know, but 
Then we get to the end of June. Yeah. yeah we're still in June. Just, but also, there's June. not a lot that comes out in July. Not a lot. No. But... Not really at all. June ended for me, which I think ended the same way for you with the black phone. Yeah. I did. I saw it a little bit later than you, but I did see it. And so, I was I was yeah. the only person in the theater when were I saw it. Were you really? It. Yeah. And my screening kept getting messed up. It was like... Really? Screen, I didn't know that. Yeah. The screen, like, it, the movie tried to start, and then it came up, like, white, and it said there, there was a computer error. And so I had to walk out and talk to the theater worker. I was like, it's saying there's a computer error. And he was like, okay. And so we rebooted the computer and then it started again and it would like kind of like glitch what out. Was it was this? weird. It was my home theater. Like um, a Regal? No, it wasn't a Regal. It was some other chain. I don't know. It's, you know, one of them small towns. You went to a non-Regal movie? I was know. it not playing at the Regal? I just didn't want to drive an hour to get to the Regal for that one. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah you yeah. live. Because I'm far away from Regal. In the ghetto. I'm, yeah, I'm in the no, boondocks. You're, the not, boon. you're not in the ghetto, Ethan. <laughs> but I'm in the boondocks. That's where I am. And so I, it kept getting messed up. And then it finally got started. Got started really late. But it was... I. Long story short, I liked the black phone. It was good. Um, it was a little confusing there at the end. Like, I mean, if the phone wasn't there, that little boy would have died. Yeah. Kind of, and they didn't really explain, like, how the phone worked, why the phone was there. Maybe that was the point, but yeah. it confused me. Um, I didn't know that all that drama yeah. happened at one screening. Crazy. I could see you marching down the theater. I wasn't like, mad. I was just you like, mad. I want to watch this movie. <laughs> but also, like, I, I just feel like I would be so, like, socially awkward. Yeah. Or just, like, nervous to do that. Because those poor theater workers. Yeah. But, yeah, Black Phone, it's just not, well, we have a lot of upcoming horror to look mm -hmm. at to look forward to mm -hmm. um but i feel like in terms of horror that's i feel like how you feel about animation and kind mm -hmm. of how i understand like feel that way too mm -hmm. that's how i feel about horror mm -hmm. like this hasn't been the year mm -hmm. of horror and i don't even know if that's like my favorite yeah movie genre but i feel like as i've been growing up i've been enjoying it mm -hmm. more and more yeah and so the black phone to me just felt like i thought in the way that like I think when trailers put in, like, movie critic thoughts, mm -hmm. and that's what the Black Phone did, yeah. um, a lot of the trailers that I saw, either, like, on Provos or, like, mm -hmm. um, the actual trailer, like, were saying, like, quotes from movie critics saying yeah. how phenomenal it is, mm -hmm. like, how it had, like, a 95 yeah. or higher yeah. on Tomatoes. I don't know if it still has that yeah. or not, but... Um, so I was expecting big things. Mm -hmm. I was expecting a horror plot that is unlike a traditional mm -hmm. horror plot. And then towards the end of this movie like when you kind of realize it's really innovative it's really cool mm -hmm. but like just how we were talking about the like, kind of movies that we like I want to feel a connection and I yeah. kind of want yeah, that connection yeah. to make sense yeah. and I felt like the connection with the kid to the phone uh -huh. didn't make sense mm -hmm. to me I think if you're looking like if if this was on Netflix yeah. and I watched it I would be I would be decently surprised yeah. I'd be like wow like that was a really good movie but like having to drive myself to the theater mm -hmm. to watch the movie with some really great performances. Like mm -hmm. the little girl was so funny. I was just about to say that little girl is the best child actor I've yeah. seen in a long time. Yeah. And I want to see her. So more funny. Stuff. She was great. And um she was so good and like I thought all the kids were like really good. They mm -hmm. made the story believable. Yeah. But just I don't know, I couldn't bring myself yeah. to understand how that little boy got out alive with that phone when it could have all just been in his yeah. head, but even if they like put in a little, like a little blurb of like, oh, like he has like schizophrenia, mm -hmm. <laughs> terrible, like mm -hmm. not a yeah. not a good thing to do, like yeah. not a good thing to add in, yeah. but like if there was just like a glimpse yeah. of like, oh, this he has like he can talk to mm -hmm. ghosts, 
I would have been yeah. fine. But that's that on the Black yeah, that's Phone. June. Now, so beginning with July, this first movie. Now, <laughs> fun fact, I watched this movie when I had COVID and didn't know it. Because remember, <laughs> this is the day before yes! I tested positive. That was a no crazy clue. time for you. It, it was a crazy time. Who did you go with? Myself. I was all by myself. By I went after work. I saw Thor and, by myself, too. And yeah. so Thor, Love, and Oop, Thunder. I yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it was good. <laughs> Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, this is another Marvel movie that I was excited for. Uh, probably Dude. not as hype as I was for Doctor Strange going into that. You would not shut up I would Doctor not. Strange but, for like the month before. But I was excited for Thor. I loved Thor Ragnarok. I think Taika Waititi's great. He directed a Mandalorian episode. Great episode. Um, I like his humor. Yeah. The only, the big difference between, I think, Thor Love and Thunder and Thor Ragnarok is that with Thor Love and Thunder, they gave Taika Waititi kind of free range to do whatever he wanted. And I think he went a little too crazy. I think that, yes, it was a hilarious movie, but there wasn't enough dramatic and emotional weight to balance it out. out. And so to me, it felt, after I thought about it a lot, it felt a lot more like a spoof of a Thor movie. Like they were parodying Thor instead of a proper Thor movie. But that's what makes it so good. Oh. <laughs> like, this movie did not take itself too seriously. Yeah. And I, I agree. think if we're just looking at. What? Did a Marvel show come out this summer? Was yeah, it Miss Marvel at the same time? Oh, don't even get me started on this. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. I was so over it. <laughs> <laughs> the end credit scene got me excited, but. I did read about that. Yeah. Or you told me about that. Yeah. I forget. But. I mean, after coming out of Doctor Strange uh-huh. and the Multiverse of Madness, that was so serious. Uh-huh. But, like, not, like, just typical Marvel uh-huh. kind of, like, like, danger, like, multiverse, uh-huh. like, you know what I mean? And with Spider-Man kind of being a serious plot, too. Like, yeah. this just felt like a lighthearted... Yeah, we, we love Spider-Man. <laughs> um, this just kind of felt like a lighthearted, don't-take-yourself-too-seriously uh-huh. movie. And I just had so much fun with it. Yeah. Like, I thought... The style of it was very, like, Tatawa... How do you say his name? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. I was going to say it so wrong. Taika Waititi? Yeah, Taika Waititi. <laughs> that did not sound... Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Uh-huh. Taika Waititi. Nice. <laughs> Whatever. Waititi. Yep. Just continue. The director. <laughs> he, like... I think his style is so fun. Yeah. And I thought yeah. just the whole movie, like, the beginning... With, like, the, there was, like, that one scene that I still remember of, like, um, them doing, like, a little history about Thor's yeah. love. Like, mm-hmm. love history. And I thought that was so clever yeah. and funny. I mean, but there were some parts where it was kind of, like, yeah. like, the whole, I think the whole gods scene where, yeah. like, Thor was, like, naked. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was just, like, eh. I mean, yeah. we didn't really need that. But I just thought the whole children aspect mm-hmm. and the whole, the villain concept I thought was so well done. I thought um, the villain, what was his name again? I'm blanking. Gore. 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 I thought, yeah. like, who who played Gore? Christian Bale. That's what it. Not, yeah. yeah, see, just so everyone understands, <laughs> Ethan knows all. Like, he I, literally yeah, knows everything. I will everything. know all the facts about movies. He knows stuff, all yeah. the facts. I don't know how. Like, we'll be sitting <laughs> watching a movie at our apartment or, like, a TV uh-huh. show, and he'll be on his phone, like, scrolling. But he'll still be at the same time watching the movie yep. and the TV show. Yeah. And I think it was like a couple weeks ago I asked you, how have you been watching the movie if you're always on your dang phone? And you said, how do you, I have to get my information somehow. Or you said, you said <laughs> no, like, I was like, because I, I know everything. That's <laughs> what it is. I know everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, the all-knower, Ethan. <laughs> all right, what if? 
Yeah. So if I get any facts wrong, I'm grateful to have a Ethan. co-host yeah. of Ethan that knows it all. That knows it all. So yeah. Christian Bale playing Gore. Gore. Yeah. I thought his performance, like, yeah. I still remember that to the to this like day, and uh-huh. I've seen so many more movies. Yeah. Like I thought it was so good. And I think he he was that emotional weight. He had that backstory. But that gets to my other complaint about Thor: Love and Thunder is that this was way too short. Like oh, this, my this gosh, needed yeah. at the least fifteen more minutes. Yeah, looking at my phone, the runtime is one hundred nineteen minutes. Yeah, it's barely this barely an hour and fifty nine, and so yeah. like it needed at least fifteen more minutes. Like there, I didn't feel like the storylines that had that emotional weight, like the Jane Foster cancer storyline or the Gore and his daughter storyline, yeah. it none of it was given enough room to build itself to where we would actually care. It needed room to breathe. Yeah. Especially the Jane cancer. Jane stuff. It was just... Because she just kind of... They barely touched it. She just kind of, spoiler alert, died. I, and Although that in credit scene... Yeah, it was really good. Does kind of... I think that teases that there is some more room for her and Heimdall. Yeah. The end credit scenes did get me excited to see more of Thor. But. And it's kind of crazy that this, after seeing the Black Panther trailer, which... I I know that's Ooh. already that's already that is now another anticipation. Yeah, that's already theater. another aspect of personality now. Just the trailer alone. Yeah, we but can like, talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, too, yeah, about what's coming up. Um, but I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was silly. The end credits were beautiful, and then honestly, I just have logged that I saw three other movies. Yeah, that I didn't see except for one. I saw. So, I saw, which I still want you to see, The Gray Man. Yeah, I still need to see The Gray Man. And now. at this rate, with all the things we want to we see, have a lot we have a lot to plan to do, we have a lot to watch. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was really good for a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if I left the theater, I would have said, I would have really enjoyed this if I watched it on Netflix originally. Uh-huh. And that's and I'm yeah. happy that it was yeah. the other way around. Then I saw Where the Crawdads Sing, and I saw mm-hmm. that twice, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. I, had a, I saw it with some coworkers. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a classic like it felt like you were reading a literary fiction uh-huh. book which we all know i'm the slowest reader in the world mm-hmm. but like when you read like a literary fiction book like there's can be like some good story there mm-hmm. it moved super super slow like and it was it had its points where it was kind of like what am i watching here mm-hmm. but like i thought it was fun let me get into i think the movie that wrapped up everyone's movie experience the thing yeah. that a lot of people were talking about yeah what was that movie uh, nope. Mm. I now nope was something else. I ne- I never saw Get Out or Us in theaters. That was not just a thing I did. Yeah, and it was last year before I even saw Get Out for the first time. Um, but I will say I love Get Out. I think yeah. Us is pretty good, and I think Nope is better than Us. Um, I will say that. Oh. Nope was crazy. The way it started, I was so confused the entire time. I was like, what is going on? And when I walked out of the theater, I remember telling you, I was like, I just don't know how I feel about it. I didn't think that it um, finished satisfactory. You know, like, it wasn't satisfying in the way it ended. That's what. And, but I will say, after I thought about it for a little bit, I, was, I then saw what Jordan Peele was trying to tell us the movie was about. Yeah. It wasn't what we initially thought it was about. Yeah. So, what, what were your thoughts? Oh. Maybe we can get into that a little oh. bit. Well, I think we'll talk about this for a couple minutes. Um, <laughs> because, honestly, this is kind of semi-recent. Yeah. I mean, I watched this on August. Ago. I mean, I watched this I watched this on July 28th, and then I took a couple days yeah. to think about my yeah. review. Because I only saw it one time, and I really wanted to see it again, yeah. but I just didn't have time. Yeah. 
um, because a lot of things that I was watching and like listening mm-hmm. to about the movie were like you have to see it a second time. Mm-hmm. I remember I saw it and it, we saw it on IMAX, mm-hmm. and now I think that was a really good decision because mm-hmm. it was made for IMAX. Yeah. It had like I know there's like only eight of those IMAX cameras, mm-hmm. or it's like a super yeah small amount. Phone number. Yeah. yeah. You don't know, don't you? I don't know the exact number. I do know when Christopher Nolan directed The Dark Knight, there were only four, and he used three of them. Okay. I do know that. So you Fun don't fact. Know, you, don't, <laughs> you don't know how many I don't know how many there are now. Okay, that's there are okay. more, but I don't know how many that's there okay. are now. That's okay. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I remember leaving this theater, and I, I remember we were on a group FaceTime with our friends that night. Yes. And then I was like driving home and I hopped on the group FaceTime, right. which you should not do while you're driving. <laughs> and I was like, you immediately asked me, you said, what were your thoughts yeah. on our group FaceTime? I said, uh, I, I was, I left the theater horrified. Yeah. I was terrified yeah. because like so much happened and like yeah. you didn't realize what you were watching while it was mm-hmm. happening. Like I still think about spoiler, the Gordy scene. Yes, like that, that was horrifying. Horrifying truly. because, like, oh my, I'm thinking about it again. It's freaking me it's out. Crazy. Like, I, I remember like the whole beginning of the movie starts. Yes. Oh, there's so much you could talk oh, about this movie. So but then, like, you just see that shoe standing up. Yes. Which I, I have an idea of what I think that means. Mm. But, um, like, and you, like, you just hear the monkey mm-hmm. kind of like causing havoc. Yeah. And you're kind of just like, what? This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the movie starts and you kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. But then when that scene comes back, you yes. remember the beginning. And then it, the it's whole even way, scarier it's scarier. And the I'm whole like, fist bump. That. Terrifying. And then the, when they shoot him. Yeah. Like, and then there's there's that scene. And then there's the scene of the UFO uh, above the house. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. There's, I'm going to talk about awesome. that one too but the UFO above the house uh-huh. and it's quiet but yeah. all you hear are the screams of the people uh-huh. that ate up so they're not even dead yet Yeah. and then it's just raining blood Yeah. terrifying and then the third scene kind of this is all yeah, all over the place but, but like um, in the third scene that really horrified me uh-huh. was when um, uh, what was the cowboy's guy name again? Uh, Jupiter Jupiter <sighs> Iconic that you remember. That. <laughs> Who's a gr- who? I wish yeah, I Steven wish Stephen Yoon played. Him. I Steven wish great. I wish he was not taken from the movie so early. I on. know, but the, I understand why. He was great when they when he's doing that show and mm-hmm. doing that spectacle, mm-hmm. and they take him, and they take everyone there, and you kind of see it suck up yeah. all those people, and you see the inside of it yes. and the screams. That freaked me out that because would, it was yeah, like would... tight spaces, uh-huh. and I'm thinking about. Like, Oh my gosh. It was truly horrifying. There was some, I would, and like, it's, oh, it's just horrifying because it's not what you typically think yeah. is horrifying. It's, it's not, that's like a different type of horror where it's like, it's, I can't believe what I'm looking at, but yeah. I can't turn away. Yes. It's not like jump scare horror no. where like black phone, like you have, yeah. like you, like, you yeah, know, like, you're watching uh, through your yeah. eyes. You just know that yeah. like the guy in the mask is going to like yeah. come downstairs. But like this movie, it just like. There are things that just irked you to your core, yeah. and it was disturbing. I, I mean, I want to watch it again. Like I, I really loved it. I thought yeah. it was really good. I will say, I think, I think my initial experience with it mm-hmm. is like it was good, but like I hated that I left feeling still uh-huh. so confused, and I had to do some research yeah. for that. Yeah. Which I think now that I've done the research, I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed this then. 
but like with us and get out like i understood what was going yeah. on in that last act yeah and whereas the last act of nope where they're trying to get the shot I see, and I like, you point out the significance of, like, the camera, mm-hmm. like, how yeah. that came around the end. That's good screenwriting, where oh, they, like, yeah. showed it at the beginning of the movie, and you're like, haha, she doesn't know how to use it, and then it becomes, like, the thing that she uses to get the shot at the yeah. end. That great screenwriting. And, like, Kiki was so good. Kiki was on fire. She was Love so her. good. Now, I will say, before we move on to the next one, like, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is when, um, he, the guy is in the like horse stable thing and the air quote aliens were in there and you see like that he's staring off into like the shadows and you're like what is that and then it starts to stand up i would say like that jordan peele is a master of building suspense i was terrified and because at that point in the movie we didn't know what the alien was we still thought based off the trailers that it was what we think of as aliens and i was just like oh my gosh and then there's more and it was just crazy and that was kind of the thing. Like, yeah, what? when everybody sees a horror movie, people are like, why are they acting like idiots? Like, why are you doing that? And this That's was a true point. thing. That was the point of this movie is that he was like, nope, not doing that. And he walked away. And then the other one where he's in the truck and, you know, he's sitting there and he looks over and the alien yes. is above him and he looks out the window and sees it above him. He's like, nope. Not doing that. And yeah. he stays in the truck. I'm like, that that's what you should do. Yep. And I feel like I feel like too, like, I think um <clears throat> the director's name, why am I blanking? Jordan Peele. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just am not with it tonight with my movie facts. I'm yeah. pretty embarrassed. But like even Jordan Peele said in an interview, like everyone everyone thought Nope was supposed to be like not of planet Earth, but yeah. I really thought it was like sort of representing black culture mm-hmm. of being like nope nope not you know what that. i mean because like that is like i think that's so creative mm-hmm. and i just thought i love the representation and just like i loved the just style of the movie mm-hmm. i just thought like yeah. the, like i just thought it was great and i think it was something that i walked away from not liking a lot uh-huh. but looking into it and realizing oh i really like yeah. this and tell me your thoughts real quick before we do move on to the next movie now kind of like going out of the movie and thinking on it and reading some stuff up on it. I now think that the movie was more about, it was never about the alien, but what the alien represented and that like Jupiter, you know, he never learned his lesson in the way that how all the Gordy stuff happened. You know, they were using a live animal that they shouldn't have done. And that animal went berserk and killed a bunch of people. And that Gordy never learned his lesson from that, and that he was then mm. searching for the next big thing, the next spectacle, the next. Um, it's, it's humanity's need. Like we need a big show to look at. Yeah. And that's kind of that. One we'll, we'll never get that fix, and that it will ultimately lead to our downfall. Ooh. I think we we've definitely talked about this, yeah. and you've said that, and I think like that is. I think that's like super. I I don't know. I think that. Like, all that you're saying to your experience of the movie is right. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're, like, I'm thinking about the movie and, like, your experience with mm-hmm. it and what you just said. Like, you're not wrong. But for me, like, and I feel like what this movie will always be for me is about animal animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. And then also just about um, our need for spectacle mm-hmm. and natural phenomena. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I thought it was about animal cruelty Mm low-key i thought it was about the way that we treat animals the Mm -hmm. way that we make a spectacle out of them and i think that we can't trust 
we honestly can't trust like wild animals mm -hmm. like an alien yeah but yet we want to capture them like gordy mm -hmm. or we want to capture them like an alien like an alien in the sky mm -hmm. And I just think it's about that kind of natural phenomenon where, like, something's happened that you just don't have an explanation mm -hmm. for. And I think that that's, like, so relevant to things that we've all experienced in, mm -hmm. like, ways. Like, there's some things that happen in our life that we can't mm -hmm. really explain, but, like, you've seen it. But, I mean, I think that's the point of the movie. You're supposed to walk away from it with your personal experience of it. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense, yeah. even when you're explaining it. But also, there's still a whole other meaning. And I'm sure there's a... Like, there's that whole Bible verse in the beginning yeah. about spectacle. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many different meanings from it, yeah. I, I feel like. And I think that that is so genius mm -hmm. that you can make a movie not about just one theme, mm -hmm. but also, but like seven different others. Mm -hmm. And I think I just wish I had that foreknowledge going mm -hmm. into it. And now, there are two more movies that kind of like closed out the summer for us that we actually saw these two together. One I know that you liked a little bit more than I did. Yes, and but then one that I love. So you're saying that you don't want to talk about Marcel the Shell? Oh, we can talk about it real quick. <gasps> I did not like Marcel the Shell. He was adorable. I did laugh out loud at a couple points. I thought it was funny. He was so cute that I cried, but it was the slowest moving movie I have ever sat <laughs> it's in. It's pretty slow. And it felt like... It was a YouTube video that's usually three minutes long that they made into an hour and a half feature, yeah. and it just did not translate for me. I mean, A24, you know, has my heart. <laughs> we'll talk about another A24. Um, so, I mean, I thought it was cute, and I thought I could see it touching so many people, and it kind of touched yeah. me a little bit, but it didn't, like, land yeah. with me. So I had a good time, but it, yeah. it like, I will not lie, like, it's yeah. a pretty slow movie, yeah. and it's like... But it's not, I don't think it's yeah. terrible that it's no. slow, but it's slow. Yeah. And I would, the trailer was, was misleading to me. I yeah. thought it was going to be about the, this little shell going out on like a road trip kind of thing, searching for his family. Yeah. And that's not at all what it was. Yeah. So. But. Which I thought would have been more interesting, but. Yeah. And then I also saw DC League of Super Pets. Yeah. Did not see that. So but I, I just saw that because. Of Taylor Swift songs, in the yeah, movie. <laughs> and I had to support her. But anyway, then we move here, right, to yeah, our lovely, to our apartment. lovely apartment, and then we finally saw actually like these next two movies, and then two more movies that we're going to talk about. Yeah, these are kind of like the end of our summer movies because yeah. this it's is kind the end of, of the summer movies. Yeah, when does is summer? I would. When does fall start? Fall technically starts September twenty first, but yeah. like really, it yeah, because like nothing. Really the fall movie out. season starts after Labor Day. Because there's, like, nothing really coming out yeah. until, like, end of this month. Yeah. So we have four more movies left yeah. to kind of talk about for the rest the summer, of the summer. Yeah. So, so first we, we got back. We moved into our apartment. <laughs> you know, so exciting because we're not residential on-campus students anymore. <laughs> and the first thing we do, Ethan? We go to the movies. We go to the movies. Like, come we on. We have to. You cannot put us... We ended at the us, movies and we began at the movies. You cannot put us in the same place... For less than 24 hours and, and not, not expect us to mm -hmm. go to Regal uh -huh. River Ridge 14. Yeah. Like, you can't. Yeah. You, like, can't. Like, like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, the fact that we haven't gone in a while is only because nothing really has come out. Yeah. That's really it. So we had the pleasure, which is something that you were really excited. You you were really excited to see this movie. I was movie. actually excited to see this movie. And like I thought I, it looked really yeah, interesting. And I like was very like intrigued because it's A twenty four and mm -hmm. usually those and are I, not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. No. As with Marcel the Shell. 
Yeah. Um, and it was called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. We'll get to that, too. I, I mean, I think about this movie, and I love the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack mm-hmm. is so soundtrack fun. The soundtrack was good. And, like, the just style of this movie was so fun. I thought mm-hmm. um, just everything was so crazy. Mm-hmm. And I thought the Gen Z stuff was a little too much, but that I think was the point. Mm -hmm. And I loved, loved, loved the twist at the end. Yes, I did because it was not something you were expecting. It was clever and it fit the Gen Z satirical nod. It did, and I think I thought was done well. Like throughout, there was that point in the movie where like it was kind of just like kind of dragging in the Gen Z humor, Uh and I was like, "This is a lot." And even you were like, "This is a lot." But then once that ending happened and you figure out Uh who what the killer was, Mm -hmm. you kind of think to yourself, "Oh, this is the point. This is all a joke. This is all a." kind of mockery of mm-hmm. our current climate of yeah. our current culture yes. and i think that's so smart yeah and i i loved it for that like yeah. i i just absolutely had yeah, a good you time loved with it. It, loved it i i rated it on letterbox like three stars when uh-huh. we left but then mm-hmm. i now upped it to like four stars yeah. because i and it might honestly be in my top 10 right now at the bottom because i just think that that's so clever like yeah and the performances were such a surprise yeah and i just thought it was I thought, and it had me kind of scared at some points, mm-hmm. but not like overly scared. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just thought it was such a clever nod to yeah. our current culture and it's not changing. And yeah. I think it's just, we're just Gen Zers. I don't even know if I'm Gen Z. I think I'm we like- We are Gen Z. Yeah. Well, we're Gen Z. We're Gen Z. Or are we mil- millennials? We're not millennials. Okay. Yeah. But I would start like, like seeing the Gen Z humor in my hometown and in my high school. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. like it just felt yeah. so good. Yeah. And just to, like, see that representation yeah. of what our culture looks like. I loved the murder mystery aspect of this movie. Um, I thought the the twist at the end was very clever. And it definitely... That was one of the few Gen Z things that I thought worked. Yeah. But I will say, like, even though I am a part of Gen Z, this movie was so Gen Z that I was rolling my eyes at a lot of it. But it's, like, Gen Z to a point, to be frank, like, I would say that we're not... I wouldn't say we're that Gen Z. No. no. I wouldn't... No, like, I think I'm more Gen Z than me. I, I am an old soul. That yeah. I mean, like, we don't act like the, how the people no. act in the movie. No. Like, I say period like, all the time. Dude. But, like, that's, like, and that's pretty much, like, the only Gen Z yeah. thing I do. Yeah. Well, well. well. <laughs> this, that's, this is a really weird <laughs> conversation yeah. to have, but, like, yeah, yeah it, I, I understand what you're saying. And then the next movie, one that I love, because it's one of them action-adventure ones. Yeah. It's Bullet Train. I I didn't really know what to make of this movie based off the trailers. I was like, oh, this is cool. Because it's kind of... It's the same uh, production company and director um, from the first John Wick movie. And they do a lot of the John Wicks. I know you haven't oh, seen really? John Wick. I no, love I want John to, Wick. Though. John Wick is great. And I, I love the action. Like, the story was okay. But the action is what really sold yeah. it for me. And then there were the surprise celebrity cameos, which I won't reveal all of them. But every single time, there were like, I would say three or four. Yeah. And every single time one would come up, I was like, this is amazing. The last one was the one that I was like, I like this movie. And then I was like, oh, that yeah. one came in. I was like, yep, I love this you movie. Gave, this is... You like elicited a response that was I, the same response you had like, when John Krasinski came yes, in Doctor Strange. It, I was baffled by it. I thought it was so clever. 
And it was perfect for that actor to do yeah. that role. Like, it yeah. fit him so well. Um, but I just, I loved it so, so, so much. Um, yeah. It really was just, it was that good. I will say that it was a long movie. And oh, yeah. there was a lot of, like, side stories and, like, kind of flashback things that I thought suited it really well. But I would have loved to have seen a story like this for like a series to see all that's that build so up. Interesting to yeah. me. See that build up and that backstory as a couple episodes that lead them into all the action that takes place yeah. on the bullet train. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like it's always exciting going into a movie where you just think. One of our friends saw this movie and, and she hated, hated it. it. And. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's the most, like, I don't know if she's the most trust, we love her, but I don't know if she's the most, like, movie buff knowledge person, but, um, I was not, I was expecting this to be average because of that, and I think when you leave a movie and you're like, wow, that was a lot better than I was anticipating, Uh um, I, like, I had a good time with it. I was really confused, I will say, Mm -hmm. the first hour. But then when things started coming together and the different plot lines came into completion, mm-hmm. I really felt like this movie, like, was good. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I but I don't know if it'll be something I think about yeah. for a while, but I think it's something yeah. you will I think will. about. I love Bullet Train. Yeah. And that kind of wraps that up our... Kind of wraps up the summer? The summer, like, In theatrical releases. Yeah. Beso- well... Well, there's two more theatrical releases. But not every episode we do is going to yeah. be this it's jam-packed... Not gonna be, yeah. Quick, quick, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, this, this is, is sort a of like super a, size a super episode. Si- We're trying to make yeah. it up for lost time. But the main... Making up for... Oh, amen. Making yeah. up for lost time. But the main thing that we'll do on this podcast yeah. is go to a movie, mm-hmm. sit down, right? Hopefully, like, at least 24 hours yeah. past, like, since we saw the movie. Yeah. And just do, like, a quick 20, yeah. 30, 40 minute review mm-hmm. and kind of just talk about that. Yeah. And then come and then do these supersized episodes and watch through like Star Wars, yeah, which is what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna do Star Wars. We're yeah. currently working through the top one hundred IMDb movies. Yeah. We watched Alien and Coco and so Coco. far. And Coco's amazing. Oh, That's we love a good Coco. animated movie. Right now it's definitely Coco <laughs> number one and then Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Alien's good. Alien's good. But like we're definitely gonna have these supersized episodes yeah. going on. But the core of what this yeah. podcast I watched that. I watched that. Is that I watched that. Yeah. And what did we watch, Ethan, recently? So recently, well, there were two. Yeah. And so I'll I'll give my thoughts on both of them. Well, first, uh, what's the first movie we're going to talk first, about? We're going to talk about Beast. So can you give a, just, just like a general synopsis yeah. of what Beast so is? So Beast is a Idris Elba vehicle. Okay. Um, give us your knowledge. Yeah. Because the all-knower. Yeah. The, uh, I like, give know us some facts. <laughs> <laughs> give us some facts. So, give us the plot for the so listeners. Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba, um, you know, he's, I love Idris Elba. I think he's a great actor. He is not known to be a good box office draw. Yeah. Uh, usually the movies he stars in, where he is the star, he is not, It's they're not big movies. They don't open yeah. big. They don't make a lot of money. Although he is a great actor. And uh, this movie in particular, I don't know a lot about the behind the scenes of this movie. Sure. Um, just because it's not a huge movie. Uh, but I, I enjoyed this movie. It's the story of Idris Elba and his two girls. They go to Africa uh, where he actually met their mother. Or that's where she was from. He that's met her in from. England. Um, Dang. And, yeah, I remember that. I, rem- I know all. You know all. <laughs> and so they go 
to back to Africa to meet one of his old college buddies, and they go see the the pack of lions that this yeah. guy has raised since they were cubs. Um, but then we find out that there's a group of poachers that killed another pride of lions, and one survived, and he is not very happy. And he kind of goes on this rampage, killing people in villages and uh, diff all the poachers, things like that. And Idris Elba gets a run-in with him, and it, that's kind of what the movie's yeah. about: of them trying, him trying to escape slash kill this lion, but ultimately protect his family. Yeah, that kind of resents him, but that's a lot to dig into. The plot is really that simple. It really is that simple. Like you never see a movie where it's literally just man versus beast. Yeah. Well, except for Prey that we recently watched. Prey was a good one. But like, um, like it was literally man yeah. versus beast. Yeah. Like. With the runtime being at an hour 30, like, you just know it's Man vs. Beast. Yeah. Um, what were your initial thoughts, kind of, um, It was the a theater? lot better than I was expecting yeah. it to be. I didn't think that it was going to be that good of a movie just because I was like, oh, Idris Elba's going to fight a lion for an hour and a mm -hmm. half. But there was a lot of good backstory to it. Um, all the action was really good. I didn't know how they were going to make it an hour and 30 minute movie, but yeah. they, I thought they thought of a lot of clever ways to do that. Um, I don't know how Idris Elba survived the end of that movie because that lion had his way with him. Um, oh the, my gosh! Yeah, I don't understand. I'm thinking I just came I back just in like, flashes just I was like, now. How was, did you survive that? Because because I remember we were getting our tickets and they're like, "Can we see your ID?" Yeah, and we're like, "Oh, this is our." Yeah, and so we like showed them our ID or whatever. And then but I think ending, towards the ending, I was like, that ending I think went, I okay. leaned over to you and I was like, yeah, now this I know why it's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was really good. I think they were able to tie in a lot of, a lot of different plot lines mm -hmm. and like family, like the whole theme of family mm -hmm. and this whole idea of, I think just honestly, like just dysfunctional family. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what a lot of the movie centers yeah. on. You have the mom who passed away mm -hmm. and you learn about that throughout the film and mm -hmm. the two daughters who kind of resent their dad mm -hmm. for kind of being from what my understanding was just like workaholic yeah, and absent and now yeah. we're just on this trip visiting yeah. your mother's hometown mm -hmm. so you can get to like understand her story more so it's really like you have these two hurt daughters who are just trying to navigate their own relationship with their father and so i thought like the whole theme of family was really good and i thought yeah. um i thought the element of the beast was i think this idea of their dad to kind of be that hero for them and i thought that that was pretty cool mm -hmm. where eventually you know we're gonna go into spoiler territory yeah. he does kill the beast mm -hmm. with in a very clever way mm -hmm. like takes him back to the pack mm -hmm. that they did on a tour mm -hmm. that were like nice friendly lions yeah like he navigated the predator uh -huh. lion like evil one mm -hmm. to the pack so that the pack would protect him yeah um and kill the bad lion yeah. which is what happened and i thought that was really clever but i think like i wasn't expecting it to be this kind of like family story yeah. of yeah. like rekindling um learning to love their dad yeah. learning to trust their dad i thought that was really cool yeah that was really good yeah. but like but you leave and you're like that was it yeah and I like, feel like that's not a movie I'll think a whole lot of. Yeah, right and now, like yeah. that's okay. Yeah, but it's also like, oh, like we could have gotten more, but that's there was no yeah, other yeah. avenue. Yeah, I mean there was his own problems. Like mm -hmm. obviously he was a alcoholic because mm -hmm. there was that one scene. Yeah, when he was hanging out with his friend, I forget his name. Yeah, I forgot. Um, what was the what was um the main character's name? 
Why am I blanking? I honestly can't. We can't remember. remember. I just, I just know it's um, it's I just it. know it's Idris. It's the, Idris Elba is Idris the actor. Elba. His friend was I don't remember his name either, but in Maleficent he was King Stefan. Oh, that's right. That. That's right. Because you, you you were quick to say that. Yeah. Because you know all. I know all. <laughs> but like, I mean, like there was like themes of like maybe him being an alcoholic. Yeah. But I mean, I mean I don't know why why am I trying to like pull yeah. out. So my, like if there. we if we hopped on a review pod that would have been ten yeah. minutes yeah like because there was nothing really to say. Much to say but like it wasn't bad just yeah. it makes me sad because I thought the performances were kind of yeah. good and the screenplay was really well and I thought yeah. the like just set and like yeah. the line itself and the kind of terror of it I yeah. thought it was good but yeah. I mean it just sucks because there's like yeah. nothing else you can really say yeah so that's kind of on that yeah. like did you have any other like final no, thoughts not about for it beast, no. Or, like, any fun facts that you know about it? No, not the least. Then we saw recently (laughs) a movie that I thought was pretty... Kind of a surprise. Yeah. It was called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Yeah. Do you know... Do you want to explain the premise of the movie? Yeah, so this is... It's not... It's based off of something that actually happened. Mm -hmm. But it is not, like, a based on a true story kind of thing. This isn't... These characters that Sterling K. Brown um, is playing, and I, the actress's name Regina is, Hall. Regina Hall. That's huh. yep. I just well, you had it. Yeah. So. Regina Hall. The uh, characters that they're playing are not real people, but they are based on yeah. somewhat people that actually existed. Um, and it was about this church in Georgia. There's a big scandal um, that happened, and they had like twenty five thousand people in their congregation. And then after this scandal, they all left except for five, which uh, oh. <laughs> they were fun. Um, and this is the story of them trying to, like, restart their church on um, Easter Sunday. Which yeah. Is another movie. But... Never... We will never talk <laughs> we will about never the talk movie about Easter, Easter Sunday. Sunday on this podcast. No, we will not. Uh, but that was them. They're trying to restart their church. And there were a lot of clever things going on in there. And I think it it focused a lot on, like... We could really get deep in this. Oh, in this talk, yeah. I think. But, like, the the spotlight that I think that pastors especially megachurch pastors are under and like how big their fall of grace can be. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a whole lot of messages of like oh putting gosh, like these pastors yeah. on pedestals so that when they do fall, we all get let down whole lot of things going there. Yeah. Um, but Sterling K Brown and Regina Hall, they did great. This, I thought this movie was really funny. I'm not going to lie. I was really distracted during this movie cause I was trying to look up, uh, information about my haircut <laughs> oh my gosh because <laughs> i'm trying to do something different um yeah you yeah. were on your phone a lot i was on my movie. phone but there were some really funny uh gags yeah. i think happening in this movie um the editing was really weird to me really uh, because the different camera shots like it was a mockumentary but then they also had like some serious scenes and there were moments where i thought it was really jarring where they cut from like the mockumentary parts to the okay this is a serious movie part and like th- it was like a um, it was like the regular like, like it's like a it's like a square yeah it's like the four three aspect ratio that, and yeah, then yeah. the sixteen nine aspect so ratio. from and it was yeah. cutting really it jarred me a well lot. from my understanding was that when it was in that four three yeah that was that the that was when the cast and crew were there yeah. looking and observing yeah when it was in the traditional widescreen yeah. movie that was when the cast and crew yeah. weren't there but that there was a moment at the end of the movie it was the part where well, after she of... marches back into the church and it kind of yeah. cut cuz you would see like the air the movie part and you would see the crew filming in the background like yeah. the documentary thing but it would cut between like this is what the documentary people were filming and then boom here's the serious yeah. moment and it just really jarred me yeah 
I, I have, I don't know. I feel like I have a love hate relationship mm-hmm. with this movie as I think about it because I thought it was kind of slow when we were mm-hmm. watching it. Um, I thought I just didn't really feel invested. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just because like, like the vi- like the screen that we were watching it on. Did you notice that it was like purpley? The movie itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was distracted by the quality of the screen that we were yeah. watching. And then, because it wasn't a good screen, um, that's the only hate I'll give to Regal River Ridge <laughs> for Stadium 14. Um, but, like, I just felt like it was slow, but also, like, not mm-hmm. at the same time. I I think Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown gave phenomenal performances. Mm-hmm. I think they became characters to me that I couldn't even recognize. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, they became characters to me where, like, they were, they were their yeah. characters. And I thought that, that was really good. And they're honestly not going to get any... I don't see them yeah, getting any won't. recognition. But, like, there were some subtle things about this movie that I really loved. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever um, Regina Hall's character, Trinity, would be in a situation where she felt unheard or unvalued mm-hmm. or just, like, pushed aside, there was, like, that little tambourine sound. Did you mm-hmm. hear that? I did not. No. I hope I'm not making this up then. But, like, <laughs> there was, like, a little, like... She would give, like, a look... Mm-hmm. And then you would just hear like a little, like a little mm-hmm. tambourine sound. I mean, it's on Peacock. Like we yeah, could pull we could, it up and yeah. look at it again, and just make sure that wasn't the th- weird theater yeah. we were in. But like, I thought there was some editing that was really uh-huh. unique, and I I personally enjoyed the aspect ratio to widescreen. I thought that that was very clever, very different, very fun, um, and I think that, I mean, just because this is such a supersized episode, I don't think we'll really. Mm-hmm dive into this movie Mm -hmm. um as much as it we could but i feel like there are so many themes of this movie where like the religious satire is really Mm -hmm. shot up to the heavens yeah and i think that that the way that it was done was really clever Mm -hmm. and you know both both of us being christians Mm -hmm. like i didn't feel offended by the movie but i felt Mm -hmm. like i understood where they were going with it and that's sad yeah where like i could see this movie and be like yeah. Oh, like, I get it. Yeah. Like, I understand why they're picking fun at this. Like, yeah. I understand why they're trying to make Sterling K. Brown look out, look look to be this guy that is in the limelight, mm-hmm. crashes, mm-hmm. has a big scandal, and is saying that he's a changed man, but is still, but still in some yeah. scenes that we, that we watch, flirting with the crew, mm-hmm. and he's kind of, there's that one scene when they were playing basketball, mm-hmm. and I think the guy that he was playing with was someone from the crew of the mockumentary mm-hmm. and he was like touching his arm mm-hmm. and like making him uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then he realized that he was gay mm-hmm. and stuff like that and he said like you know like there's heaven's still as a place for you and was like touching mm-hmm. and yeah. his arm I was like that is alluding yeah. to him being like all like, the what, accusations what the lo- being yeah. correct and so like but then like we act like that doesn't even happen and like yeah, he's perfect, and he gives mm-hmm. a speech, and then you just see Trinity's yeah. like breaking point. Yeah, when they make her be this mime, uh-huh. and like the way that that was done, I thought was so well. And so I think that like last twenty mm-hmm. minutes of it, I was really convinced mm-hmm. that I liked this movie, and like I liked the direction that was go- that it was going. And I think like as a Christian, I hate to say it, like I understood, mm-hmm. like Christians aren't perfect, pastors mm-hmm. are not perfect, and. There's so much we could dive into this with. Mm-hmm. There's so much we could dive into with this movie, mm-hmm. but for just the sake of like how long this episode is, mm-hmm. like I yeah. feel like 
just I think it was really clever, and mm-hmm. I think it, it's not going to get recognized. I don't think it's really going to get noticed by people, mm-hmm. but I think like it's something I could see myself revisiting. Yeah, but right. that's kind of my thoughts on that. That's all the movies. There's one more thing. Uh, there's a little, that we literally just watched. We literally just watched, like probably now an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, She Hulk, and episode three came out on Thursday. We're now recording this on Sunday. Um, so it's been out. We were a little late. We We were a little late. late. We we were busy. I was gone this weekend. Um, (laughs) but yeah, this series it's episode three now. Um, we'll get kind of give our thoughts on the series as a whole, but specifically episode three that just came out. So there will be spoilers for this part if you haven't watched the episode. The only reason we say spoilers now is because it's like the most recent thing. Yeah, it's the most recent thing. So she Hulk, um, I think it is a very, uh, I wouldn't say cute because that sounds demeaning, but like it's a it's a clever shirt. Like it's Miss Marvel is cute. Miss Marvel's cute. This is like professional cute. Yeah, and <laughs> I think it's very clever. One of the things I, because Phase Four I think is incredibly bumpy, and we could get into that for yeah. a while. But one of the things I loved about Wandavision is that it felt so different than everything else Marvel yeah, that we had. But it still had that those little flavors of the Marvel true. that we knew and loved. And I would say the same thing about She-Hulk, is that yeah. it is so different with it being like a legal comedy. It is a comedy series, kind of more than it is a superhero series. Um, yet there are still instances where it felt like, especially in episode one, I would say, with uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. It yeah. felt like, okay, this is the Marvel that we know a little bit more of. Yeah. I am enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. I will say, like... Besides me just enjoying the show yeah. as being kind of like professional Q in a mm-hmm. way, or just like I feel like um, She Hulk fits the MCU really well. I yeah, the character of yeah. She Hulk, I think she fits in better with the established Marvel characters than any of the other new. Ones I would agree with you on that, and introduce. I think with like my time with Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. I think like she to me, I I feel like mm-hmm. she is like the joke of the MCU. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just didn't like that show. Yeah. But whereas She-Hulk, I think she fits into the yeah. MCU so well. I will just say, like, my one... I'm enjoying the show. I'm mm-hmm. loving all of the, like, um, cameos that we're yes. getting. Yes. I think the cameos are so fun, and I think there's definitely more to come. Yeah, I think there are a couple Because, more. can I say it? Like, we just got... Yeah, we can say today. today had two big ones. One from Marvel, and one that's just a Personal. real person. Yeah. Megan so. the freaking stallion. Megan the stallion. Ah, I ah. was so excited to see that. Yes. And so like, we'll we'll touch more on that in a second. Yeah. But because like we just came out of this, so yeah. we haven't even talked about yeah. it. But like, um, there, I feel like, like besides like I love the cameos. Mm-hmm. I love the direction where we're going. I love the whole lawyer aspect. Mm-hmm. But my one critique is that like it's I I feel like I I I can't. Like there's no pause. Mm-hmm. Like we just we're just going. Yeah. And that surprises me. Yeah, it's a very fast movie. That surprises show. me for being a nine episode show. Yeah. So like I'm want like there's no like there's been really no character like there's been character development but not centralized mm-hmm. character development yeah. where she like goes through this rough time, mm-hmm. she feels sad mm-hmm. and then like there's like a reckoning mm-hmm. and there's like a reconciliation conversation. Mm-hmm. We have none of that yet. No, and I think that's zoom. to come. But, like, we're just zooming, and we're yeah. just on episode three. Yeah. And we're just, like, a third of the way through. Yeah. Because there's But I already nine. feel like they've covered so much. So yeah. I just don't know where we're... I, 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 I think she's just understanding herself yeah. right now, this first half, yeah. which 
I love that we're getting all this time with yeah. it, but I'm just surprised at how fast it's yeah. going. And I, I want to speak to, like, again, this is a comedy series. And yeah. a lot of people I have seen complaining. They're like, oh, Marvel is, like, losing it. And they're they're not taking themselves seriously. Like, people yeah. were... Con- I was talking to you earlier. People were comparing this to Thanos killing Loki yeah. in Avengers Infinity War to the end credit scene of this movie. You can't do that. Where Megan Thee Stallion and She-Hulk are twerking. Oh, like, you just, I you love can't, it. I loved it. You can't compare those two mo- those two scenes because Thanos killing Loki was built up, that was a story built up across 10 years. We knew Loki had some kind of interactions with Thanos because Loki worked for him in the first Avengers. Like, these were built up. Thanos was built up to be this big, terrifying villain. Like, he was the thing that we were supposed yeah. to fear. And him killing Loki was kind of set the tone of Infinity War and Endgame. Like, this guy means business. Yeah. Whereas, this is a comedy series in She-Hulk with Megan the Stallion. Literally. It's an end credit scene, which a lot of those can be funny. Especially, the end credit scenes in She-Hulk are meant to be gags. The other two episodes, like, they're supposed to be jokes. And so it's supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be serious. It's not supposed to set up the next episode. Like, yeah. So I just, I loved it. And I think it's unfair to compare like She-Hulk as a comedy series to something like Avengers Infinity War. Because it's not trying to be Avengers Infinity War. No. And that's like, there's this one TikToker Mm -hmm. that I think is so annoying because he critiques every Mm -hmm. Marvel thing. I'm blanking on his name, but I'm sure if I remember, Mm -hmm. you'll know who I'm talking about. Right. But, like, um, I feel like I watched this thing on TikTok mm-hmm. when he was reviewing a show, mm-hmm. I think Hawkeye, and just saying how disappointed See, he was in Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I enjoyed Hawkeye. Yeah. I think that was one of the more Hawkeye, WandaVision, and What If. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite yeah. Marvel shows so far. And not that Moon Knight was really good, too, yeah. and I enjoyed that, but just it didn't really yeah. resonate with yeah. me. Um, like, I feel like. Marvel fans, I think there's mm-hmm. a certain amount of Marvel fans who I think kind of need to just chill out mm-hmm. because Marvel has the opportunity now mm-hmm. and they've been doing for a while now this huge slate of like movies and TV shows mm-hmm. and the TV show, it's hard because I think they really, with WandaVision, mm-hmm. they really set the premise for what every t- what people thought mm-hmm. every TV show was going to be like mm-hmm. and I think when we got our first comedic show mm-hmm. which was which what was the because it was WandaVision and then it was then Falcon what, Winter Soldier Falcon Winter Soldier Loki Loki What If What If Hawkeye Hawkeye Moon Knight Moon Knight Miss Marvel and so honestly if you think about it wow I cannot believe you just listed all of them <laughs> in, in order. chronological order <laughs> um we're just now getting to the comedy shows yeah. you know because those were all like yeah. previously like the typical Marvel shows mm-hmm. that were serious but had like sprinkles of mm-hmm. humor these are full-on comedy shows with Miss yeah. Marvel and She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we're now navigating into mm-hmm. different terrain. And I think some Marvel fans are getting a little... I can see how they're getting a little yeah. annoyed. But, honestly, I think this is what the MCU needs. Yeah. And I think if we're going to expand mm-hmm. the MCU to where it's going, to what we know mm-hmm. now, with the announcement we got, like, about a month ago mm-hmm. now... But at Comic-Con, yeah. Which we know where we're going. Yeah. Like we have, we have, we know we're going somewhere big and we know that we're going to something bigger than, I think, I think it's honestly bigger than, than yeah, it's bigger than Infinity War Endgame. 
Um, I think we're headed somewhere super big. I'm okay yeah. now with these comedic shows and like right Thor, Love and Thunder being mm-hmm. a movie that can't take itself seriously. Yeah. Miss Marvel, I'm still okay with that being a humorous show. I just thought it was mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah. And that's my personal opinion. Yeah. But I know some fans kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I thought the editing was fun. Mm-hmm. But like when specifically we're talking about She-Hulk, yeah. it feels like the most MCU comedy, yes. lighthearted show you can get. Yes. And I really like that. I think it feels... Of the ones that have, of every, honestly, of everything Marvel that has come out this year so far in 2022, I feel like She-Hulk feels the most like an MCU series, yeah. but mixed with a new thing. And I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I will say it's moving fast to some points where I have to look up Wikipedia, yeah. <laughs> but like my toxic trait is literally looking up Wikipedia yeah. when I'm watching movie, yeah. trying to, not reading ahead, but just like reading yeah. to where we're at yeah. so I can understand because yeah. there's no subtitles on the screen. Yeah, because, sorry, that's a me thing. Uh, and I think they're definitely teasing, like, where Hulk, Bruce Banner, he's going next. Like, with him, uh, the ship in episode one was from Sakaar. Uh, he's now back in space heading somewhere. I think we're setting up big yeah. things for his character. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm just really excited for yeah. what comes next. And I'm pretty sure we'll be back on the pod here soon talking about episode four. Yeah. And yeah. Along with another exciting release that comes out on Thursday. Oh yeah, Pinocchio. 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 Yeah, Disney Plus Day, that actually segues right into our next thing. Disney Plus Day is on Thursday, and so we'll probably get a couple announcements, I think, out of Disney Plus Day, Um, like things specifically coming out on Disney Plus, and then on Friday, that starts D23, and so these are some of the things coming up. D23, I cannot wait for, because I think, again, we could have countless conversations Mm. about this, because I think Disney is losing their touch a little bit in general and i think this d23 means a whole lot to the disney company for them to kind of like prove themselves going forward to convince like the audience like for theme parks for disney plus for theaters like okay we still got it we still got you guys interesting i think that because people are starting to get fed up with disney really yeah and they're starting to they announced that they're raising their price for their ad free tier on disney plus and so D23 especially, they have to prove, like, okay, it's worth it. We've we've got this covered. Well, I well, we can talk about this more, but, like, I feel like with the Marvel announcement mm-hmm. that we got, I think that's, Disney's not I think, Marvel. I think that saved Marvel. I think yeah. Disney still needs to prove okay. themselves. Yeah, I, I didn't know that D23 had that much writing on the line. Like, even when we were me, looking yeah. at the, um, even as we were looking at the poster today. Yeah. I think, now that you're saying all this, uh, we were looking at the D23 collectible. Mm-hmm poster on twitter yeah and it has all these little elements mm-hmm. all these like random disney elements and you've said that like posters don't really have it's never really looks like that yeah so i feel like now they with what you shared i feel like they're going to do a lot so so i'm expecting big things i we won't go into like all the things i'm expecting but we know marvel has a big panel star wars has a big panel oh yeah disney plus will have their own panel i guess showcasing a lot of shows and stuff coming to that I think we'll get some trailers. I think we'll um, get a Guardians trailer. I think we might. Maybe for the holiday special. But the honestly. Volume 2 trailer played at Comic-Con. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they'll release it. But the holiday special comes out first in December. That's true. So I, we may get something from that. Um, I don't know. I don't think we'll get another Black Panther thing. Because no. we just got that. They probably will release exclusive footage at D23. Yeah. But I don't think we'll get. Um, Strange. I think we might get a Strange World trailer. Like oh, 100%. Said, I think that's coming out in November. Yeah, I think it's due yeah. time for another Strange World trailer. The trailer's not 
bad. Yeah. But it's not. It it's hasn't not convinced it. me. To it see hasn't. It. I'm gonna see it. Yeah. Because it's honestly the animation movie that's riding on the line yeah. for it's both of like us. It's kind of like the last big one, yeah. But so and a lot to come out of there. I think I think Marvel still has a lot of surprises. Yeah. Now I remembered the night of that Comic Con panel. I was texting you. I was like, Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, all this and just for some there. reason I wasn't on my yeah. phone and I was that just night. Like, They're announcing all this and stuff. And I just wake up the night. I forget where I was, but I just like was not on my phone. Yeah. And um, like, I I, I, I blew up your phone. You blew up Kevin my phone. And I looked up and off. I had like. 30 um like 30 like he had an, he had an hour essentially and he announced so much he was just yeah. I got this I got this we're doing this we're doing this we're showing you this trailer blah 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 and I'm like what's left for D23 yeah. but there I think there's still a lot left for D23 cuz yeah. this is Disney Marvel owns I mean Disney owns Marvel and so they know like we got to have something big yeah. for this yeah. so I think we're going to get some good stuff from it and so we definitely will hop back on the pod yeah, and you know at any that. day now you know, at midnight. At midnight. Taylor could drop anything. Yeah, ever since Taylor announced that album. We're also, we're we have what's coming up. A common thread that I think, you know a lot about movies mm-hmm. and like um, film and like yeah. just directors and you can, you're the all-knower. Like yeah. you just know all, yeah. about, all of that. The thing that I am the all-knower <laughs> about is Miss Taylor Swift. Correct. So we are currently looking forward to and anticipating talking about all things midnights on this mm-hmm. podcast because as we were as we were brainstorming this podcast mm-hmm. um we didn't want to confine ourselves just to movies mm-hmm. because we realized that we also like a lot of the same music yeah and just a lot of the same pop culture things yeah. that are happening with yeah. d23 uh-huh. like we both are disney snobs yeah. um so we have a lot to look forward to on yeah. this podcast and so midnights will definitely be something where yeah, we'll if we're on that, a yeah. pod and we Taylor drops her song. Yeah. We're definitely gonna have to talk about yeah. it for a little bit. Yeah. So this is very like, I think the introduction to yeah. who we are and to yeah. what we like, which is movies, but also just all the things that are happening that are relevant to us in the pop culture world. Mm-hmm. And this, sorry, it was a supersized episode. Oh yeah, but I mean, a lot. I, but I mean, it had to be done. It had to be done. It we had, had to, to get through a lot of preliminary stuff. There'll be supersized yeah. episodes dropping probably like once or twice. Every like once or twice a month, yeah, or like every other week kind of thing. It depends, yeah. But the main bulk of our podcast, like I already alluded to, yeah, is just gonna be us hopping on here talking about the movies that we go see, Mm -hmm. or just the movies that we're watching here, Mm -hmm. because that's what we want to. That's what we love to do. Yeah, that's what we love talking about. Yeah. So, so thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys soon. We'll see ya.